welcome, welcome to January the 8th in the year 2020. This is my third podcast, episode 3, season 1. Time's about 4.26 a.m., hence the name the 4 a.m. club. This is when your mind is calm, you're awake for whatever reason, you can't sleep, (coughs) and your mind is just wandering, but in a calm sense. Now, I figured I would make another segment. Like I've previously mentioned, there is not going to be a set frequency for the amount of podcasts I make per week, per month, or per year. I'll just make them when I feel like making them. Anyhow, we were attacked yesterday. Our base... I believe it's called or in, in Iraq was attacked by Iranian missiles it, the funny thing is our bases our interests we always get attacked it's nothing new it happens so frequently most of the time it will not even make the news because it just due to the aftermath of us taking out one of their star generals the media has had a field day with instilling fear into the public but if you buy into this fear you're just dumb and you're just a bunch of sheep this is what the media wants And do you know why the media wants to instill fear into us? So obviously it's to sell advertising. When you look at the Weather Channel, for instance, you look at the over-reporting, the overkill they do when they are reporting a hurricane. Look, who, who that guy? I can't remember his name, but he's the one who's always, when you see him at your airport or in your city, you know you're fucked. Um, well, when I think of his name, I'll let you know, but <coughs> he's the guy that on the Weather Channel will show up into your area, and that's when all hell is going to break loose. But. Nonetheless, they will plant themselves and your area will be on the news. You'll be a center of attention. Well, they continuously, continuously report trying to get people fearful. It has nothing to do with information anymore. It's to be thought-provoking fear-provoking more. So, they get to get, you know, they keep saying, 
evacuate, evacuate. You need, if you're in this area right now, you need to be out. And then look at the advertising. Look at the commercials that they put. Home Depot, um, Craftsman Tools, um, Lowe's, um, what's that brand called? Still, S-T-I-H-L, whatever, you know, the chainsaw company. They're the ones who advertise because they want you to buy their products. So that's the main reason they're putting this fear into us. It is so they want you to consume. It's consumption based out of fear. You know, that's the only way nowadays that that people will go out and buy. It's all trying to get you to spend. That's all it really is. And don't forget who owns these TV stations, who owns these networks. Because I can assure you, whoever, NBC, CBS, Fox News, they're all owned by conglomerates, not just an individual network. They all have sister networks with different target audiences. So you think that Fox News is on your side because you lean right? You're just a dumbass hillbilly who believes that because Fox News is very multi-ethnic and they own other networks that don't think the way you do, but they have you believing that they're your friend. CNN, if you're a left-wing leptard, you are just an idiot because you look at the other networks which are owned by CNN, or Time Time Warner, um, same thing, you know, they just have one network that caters to your pathetic needs and interests, but then they have other networks that don't give a shit about you. But no, here you are thinking they're your friend. You are dead set wrong in your tracks. So anyway, that's why the media has never been our friend. The media has just been there to manipulate and to divide. It's just funny when people think that one party is the cause of division, etc. You guys really don't do research anymore. I don't think who even did, but it's just funny when I see comments on online about who the who the idiots are. It's like they got you fooled. I just chuckle. Let's talk about another thing that happened. Now, as many of you might know, I'm a huge, huge hockey fan. I read this morning that the Montreal Canadiens lost to Detroit Red Wings. 
Now the Red Wings are cellar dwellers right now. They're in that whole rebuilding phase of their, their time because they were once a mighty powerhouse. But after their old guys retired, they just didn't have anything else, uh, anyone good to, to replace them. After Mike Babcock left, they've kind of been in the cellar dwellers for the last couple of years now. And they're still in the cellar. But last night, I did see where they beat the Montreal Canadiens. And Montreal is now playing below 500 hockey. They've right now lost more games than they won. And to me, that is just, I just, I could be having a bad day, but seeing Montreal in the shithole puts a smile on my face. I have nothing against the city. I like the city. It is just a team. The Montreal Canadiens. I despise the Montreal Canadiens. And it is with a passion. I don't think I hate a hockey team more, or any sports team for that matter, not even the Yankees. I like the Yankees. But a sports club like the Montreal Canadiens is probably the ones I despise the most. And I'll tell you why. And this has <clears throat> absolutely nothing to do with the way they play hockey. But it was a traumatic experience from my childhood, which led me to have such bitterness towards the team. I was 14 years old. <coughs> yeah, I was 14. And I was up in Montreal for spring break. Uh, my father lived in Montreal for a good seven years. So as a kid, from my childhood, just seeing my family, I used to go to Montreal about three, four times a year from 1985 until 1993. Sorry, 94, you know, so spend a lot of time up in Montreal. And as a kid, I was a huge fan of the Montreal Canadiens. They were like, they were my team. They were the ones that, that I wanted to see glory. Well, I had a favorite hockey player. He was a right winger, Stefan Richet, number 44. I was, I was so like impressed. The guy could score. The guy scored, had a couple 50 goal seasons. Um, this guy was a sniper. I mean, he could just put the puck behind the net. No question. So my dream was, I want to meet this guy. Really, really wanted to see this guy in person, get an autograph, get a picture. So here I was, weathering the cold. It was March of 1991. I was up there on spring break. Um, so there are two Saturday home games. <clears throat> First Saturday home game I went. I was standing outside the Montreal Forum waiting for the opportunity to meet Stéphane Richet. So, out comes Richet. He's like, hey, Stéphane, please, can I get an autograph? And he just brushed me aside. He says, go away, go away. He just didn't want to meet anybody. Went into his Chevy Trailblazer and left. And I was thinking, oh, what a, what a, must I be having a bad day, you know. Must have gotten yelled at by the coach. Uh, forget about it. 
dismissed it. But the guy who actually met and was actually good to me was John LeClaire. He was cool. That was his, John LeClaire was a superstar hockey player. And that was his first game. He scored a goal and it was really good to fans. I thought that was pretty cool. <coughs> but that didn't matter. I just wanted to see Stefan Richet. Well, a week later, it was another home game. And I did not go to that home game, but I did go stay outside the forum. Wanted to meet Stefan Richet. He comes out. And once again, because last time, the first Saturday, he, he was telling me next time, next time, in his French accent, next time I will come, I will give you an autograph, blah, 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 blah. Well, the next time happened, and I said, Stefan, you said next time? He goes, get away, get away. And this one lady said, this one lady tells him, my kids were waiting here forever, ya fucker. And um, <clears throat> I was like, you know what? She had me in mind. <laughs> but uh, at that point, I said, you know what? If my favorite hockey player will not even acknowledge a fan, fuck him and fuck their team. And at that point, I turned my back on the entire Montreal Canadiens organization. I had no desire to follow, give money, or anything to the team that I once adored. And I vowed to always hate the Montreal Canadiens because of one guy. <clears throat> so, if you are an upcoming athlete, remember, acknowledge your fans and don't hesitate to they want a picture you're in you are their idol you are the one they want to be like they want to see you're the one they watch on tv you're the one that could possibly change their life and one bad experience with them can traumatize them yes i was traumatized so that's what i wanted to let you know is need to acknowledge these people. Anyhow, it is quarter to five. I really wish we could take calls because this would be so awesome hearing you talk. But nonetheless, I'm thankful that I have this opportunity on this platform to speak my mind say what's on my mind without any type of any type of uh, hindrance or consequences well I'm sure I have consequences but I know my boundaries which I really don't have any but I still kind of respect this hidden boundary of mine Well, I thank you all for listening, and this concludes episode three of the first season of the 4AM Club Broadcasts.